Yes, people, it's episode 149 of Griff's Brain Dub. It's me, Griff. Obviously, I'm in my yard, I'm in my house, like... Sunday morning, heating on, pyjamas on, everything, everything on. Uh, what am I doing? I'm just chilling, chilling this morning. The wife, has been a dirty stopper, she's not here. <laughs> now she's at her mum's. But she's coming back, and in that time, in that time she's been away. I went to uh, went to the barbers and shaved my beard off. Now, it's not completely off. I've still got stubble. I just needed... I needed my face out. I've had a beard for about two, three months, and it's just irritating me. So I just needed... needed my face. I just need to be able to, you know, just do that. Just scratch, scratch my cheek. Yeah, oh, I haven't touched that part of my face in months. It feels so good. It feels so good. I look younger. Look my age. <laughs> so look, look my age now. You lose all this weight in your face, and then you you grow a beard to make your face fat again. Doesn't make sense. But uh, she hasn't seen my face, and she doesn't listen to the podcast. So she will see how she reacts to my face when I see her later today. However, to make up for it. To distract her from focusing on my face, I fixed the chest of drawers. Again, DIY Darren. Done it. Went to my favourite shop, Screw Fix. Second favourite shop, Tool Station. It's what I do, mate. I go in there, feel like a right geezer. You know, you just it's just impossible not to feel like a proper fucking bloke when you're in Screw Fix or Tool Station. I bought some washers. Because the 3.5M washer that came off the came off the runner in the drawer can't get it back on. So what I needed to get was a 4M runner, 4M washer, and then I used uh, used some pliers to just cross cross it down into shape. So I fixed the washer. Then it's IKEA furniture, so the joints are all weak now. She's had it for a while. The joints are all weak. So what did I do? Got some corner braces and some short gold um, screws and an electric screwdriver. Oh, and I just, I just made the joints more solid, tighter. Now, that chest drawers proper sturdy. Drawers are all back and I fixed the drawers the other week. Some super glue. I fixed a little vase thing as well, some super glue. Just be fixing stuff around the house, geezer. Proper bloke, am I? Am I? That's one thing I got pointed out to me. I didn't know we do that in uh, in Essex. Finish our sentences with a question that's not an actual word. I'm a proper geezer, am I? Yeah, I went to a shop, didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? Didn't I? <laughs> proper geezer, am I? So, um, yeah, that's what I did. So I think me fixing all that stuff, and I think it tidied flat a bit, that should balance out me shaving off my beard. Me doing what I want with my own face. That's <laughs> what you got to do. So you got to do when you're married, people. You don't, you don't have autonomy over your own face. But, um, yeah. So I did, um, so I said yesterday in the day, then I uh, went to London, 
had a meeting, meeting top secret, don't want to talk about what I was meeting about, just because it's a creative endeavour, and I don't like talking about creative endeavours until they're done. I don't like talking about things going, oh, we met and we had these ideas and we're going to think about this and start doing that. Blah, 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 blah. No, I like to say, boom, this is what I've been working on. Here it is. Unless I have to sell tickets for it, then obviously I'm, then I'm, yeah, that's different. But yeah. So I had a meeting on that, then gigged yesterday. And then Friday was fun as well. London Bridge attack though. Ooh. Fucking Facebook and Twitter's going to melt down. It's a problem, man. Um, my my, I think my social media is is a, is a very special social media newsfeed because it's like I said, I grew up in uh, I grew up in a white area that's outside of London, so I've got that group. I've got. Black people, black friends I know who are 95% based in London. So I've got that group. Then I've got comedians from all over the place. So I've got that group. Those are the three main groups that I have. Now, the white people from outside of London don't really give a shit about anything. <laughs> uh, the black people inside of London give a shit about very specific things um it's though not in politics in general but politics that have anything to do with race or religion they will be there um anything to do with popular culture black people they will be there you'll see uh statuses about that and then you have comedians who basically try to have an opinion on everything and anything and some try to make jokes and some try to be experts and it's just a, it's a wonderful read and when you see the london bridge attack tenure not one person one white person from outside of london in, in that that subgroup of friends i have tweeted or updated the status about it at all didn't give a shit <laughs> they they're just posting pictures of their family, the pub, just that, give a shit, don't care. Then it's just um, then it was just comedians and my black my black cohorts, comedian cohorts of black cohorts on social media just going off on the London Bridge attack. You got half people saying conspiracy theory. He goes, don't think it was a real terrorist. Got the other half of people going, you don't think it's a terrorist, eh? He's like, he's convinced. He's just going back and forth. Things like, and it's so weird because none of them are interacting with each other. That's the nuts thing. If you look at each status, each status has got all the likes they need to feel justified and smart. And there's no opposite opinion. I didn't comment on any of it because I thought, oh, if I don't want to mess up the algorithm. So I want to see all the statuses. Anything to do with London Bridge, I just want to see that. And that's why I had to put the status yesterday. I go, you're going to vote for whoever you're going to vote for. And this incident is just going to act as fuel to whatever fire you're already burning. If you're going to vote Conservatives, 
right? And this terrorist attack happens. You say, ah, you see, look, this immigration, need to get hold of this Islamophobia. Doesn't seem like Islamophobia. Seems justified to me. This guy's a Muslim. You know, so it's that kind of thing. Police don't need any more money. Look how quickly they reacted. Police, great. Well done. This is under Tory government. He, he got caught. We got him. We need this, this government. But he came in from Europe. He's <laughs> something weird like that. They'll try to justify how he should never have been let out. Um, the tougher sentencing. You can spin it like that. If you want to vote for Labour, you spin it like this. You can say, hey, look. We need better provisions. Because look, people actually died. People were attacked. Because there's not enough police. They didn't get there quick enough. And what about mental health? This guy's mental health, he, he's clearly not stable. We need to invest more money in public services. Why is this guy let out? Because we don't have enough money. You know, you can, you can spin it each and any way. Like, it's... It's crazy. And... You see, but everyone who's supporting their thing was just... So the people, these people going to vote for Labour saying it's conspiracy. They're saying about how uh, there's been an attack before an election for the past two elections, including this one, three elections. I'm like, uh, yeah, guess that's true. Whether they're linked or not, I love a conspiracy theory, but you can't. You got to be stronger than that for me, because you just put, you just picked two events that have happened. And gone, yeah, before each election, this happens. So I bet lots of different things happen before every election. It reminds me of when, you know, before each international football tournament, they try to work out how this is the year for England to win a World Cup. <laughs> they remember that pattern. I think it was 98. England were meant to win the World Cup in 98 because the previous years, it was like this perfect pattern. Of like Brazil, Germany. It's like Brazil, Germany, Italy, France, Italy, Germany. It's like it's this kind of weird thing of those teams. Have, so if you follow the sequence, England going to win it. And then England didn't win it. And they're like, oh, okay. So they came to the next year now. It's like, this is why England are going to win the World Cup because Deirdre. And Ken got married, and this person died at EastEnders, and this happened, and the Queen did, had a Jubilee, and da, da, da. it's like, so we're going to win it this year. And then England didn't win it. <laughs> so, so this happens when you try to do these links before the event happens. It's impossible. But after it's happened, you can go, oh, God, look how crazy linked this is. Oh, it's nuts. But fact of the matter is, with this London Bridge attack, we want to call it terrorism or not. Uh, someone, people died. People died. I guess if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're doubt whether those people really died, I guess. But, um, I don't know. It was all nuts for me. It was all, it was all nuts. The whole, whole day. It messed up my day. I was going to be meeting mates in um, the Winter Wonderland. Not all of them came. Because, uh, you know, they're spooked by this whole attack in London. Now, my thing is this. 
I'm not speak about it and I realise the reason why I'm different to some of my friends. So they don't work in London. That's one thing, not working in London. So if you have heard about it, you're like, shit, what's going on? I'm meant to be coming to London and there's places on lockdown, terrorism's happened. Now, I think each time we hear the word terrorism, we think of 9-11. Um, well, I do. That's what I think of. When I think of terrorism, I think of 9-11, 7-7 bombings. Trains being blown up, stations being blown up. When I hear about a guy riding around with a knife, I'm kind of like, um, okay. I don't, I don't think of that as terrorism. You've called it terrorism, and I get it. The person might have a political agenda, but no, I don't see it as terrorism. I just don't. I, I, maybe I don't understand the definition of terrorism. But I just think about this. If this stabbing, this guy running around stabbing, right, didn't happen on London Bridge. It actually happened in, you know, Wood Green. and in Tottenham. All happened, you know, down in Lewisham. Would we be looking at this as a terrorist incident? Or would we be like, oh, gang violence? You see what I mean? It'd be covered differently. If this happened, you see what I'm saying? Or if this happened in a village outside, like from rural village in Lincolnshire, some guys ran around with a knife. People are like, the guy's nuts. It's as simple as that. He's nuts. He's crazy. And it's very strange this happened in a village, but all right. I don't think we'd immensely just jump to terrorism and be scared and lock everything down and everyone get scared. I don't think because I've worked in terrorist hotspots all my life. First job I worked in was uh, near Oxford Street. So again, if someone's going to do a madness terrorist wise, it's going to be there. Second place I worked in the Shard. It got upgraded to terrorist uh, hotspot number one in Europe. This is the target. So the security there was nuts. Then I moved from there to Canary Wharf, which used to be the number one, number two. It's not, it's not a weird sight for me to walk to or from work and there's armed police walking around just staring people down. Which makes me think, okay, they've got some intelligence going on. Because they're not here every day. So they've obviously been told, shit might pop off today. We've got some intelligence. Look out for this guy or that guy. And they're just walking around. And what are we doing? All our suit wankers, we're just going, oh, I'm police. Well, we'll hope you queue on Jubilee lines not too long. And we, <laughs> we just get on with it. Just carry on with the day. So when I hear that shit in London Bridge, the first thing that everyone checks in my office is this. Oh, I ain't fucked up the trains, has it? No one cares. Apparently, there's gunshots in London Bridge. That's, that's how the news went around. Gunshots, yeah, and a stabbing. Really? Yeah. No one asked, is anyone okay? How many people were hurt? It was, so are the trains fucked or what? Because that is what it's like when you work in London. It's just you don't care. These things just don't disrupt your day on a human level, on a ethical. It's all about practicality. Oh, well, guess I need to go round to bank and take the northern line down. That's all people did. So that's just how we are. It's how we're wired when you work in London. Just get on with it and just crack on. And then the information came out. Apparently the guy was um, convicted terrorist. 
convicted of terrorist offences. He's out day release on some project meet-up workshop group about offenders. And that's who he ended up being stopped by, by some fellow offenders. One, one murderer dude. Uh, some guy with some whale tusk and some other dude with a fire extinguisher all tackled him. Um, but yeah, so I'm interested how the political parties will spin it. I saw someone post a status about Corbyn. It always makes me laugh when people post things about Corbyn. I've noticed this actually. When people post stuff about, um, there's Corbyn about all kind of political things. They, they don't post links Two articles. That's that's is a real pet peeve of mine when you're sharing something from the internet and you post a photo of a website. Post the fucking link. It's really annoying. Because I go, look, look what he said. I was like, where's the link? Where's the article? Well, I don't know. Someone sent it to me. Well, find me the link. Then you type that, you type the headline, the exact headline they wrote into Google, can't find it anywhere. So, so, where is it? So, where have you got this picture from then? It's like, oh, I, um, I, I don't know. So, so what, what are you sharing right now? Like, what are you sharing? You know, pictures can be doctored and photoshopped. You know what I mean? We've got people who have plastic surgery to change their whole face, change their whole gender. Yet you look at a picture and to have no scepticism at all, you just go, yeah, okay, that's, that, that picture definitely happened. So <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's weird. But enough about shitty politics. Um, vote who you're going to vote. Vote in your best interest, is what I say. Um, yeah, what else happened? I woke up this morning, actually, on, went onto Twitter to see what's going on in life and I see Hertfordshire, where I live, trending on Twitter. That was scary. I was like, I know what's happened. Apparently there was some big sonic boom last night. A big explosion last night. And um, that's twice in the past few months there's been massive explosions where I've been in earshot and I've not heard it. And I've actually got very good hearing. Silly. Apparently woke everyone up. Not me, I just, no. Mm-mm-mm. I stayed asleep. And I said, I am such a heavy sleeper. I'm not sure how that has benefited my ancestors in an evolutionary way. You know, I'm not sure how that is the gene that's managed to survive. So imagine being a heavy sleeper would mean that you're likely to be more prey to, to vicious attacks. You're not reacting, right? That's how it would be. Like those who were light sleepers, like you know, back in, you know, back in early, early Africa, you little small groups and stuff. Those who were light sleepers, if there was a you know bloody monster like tiger or something coming along, you go, hey, open your eyes, boom, run, climb off a tree, get away. Whereas like my heavy sleeping ancestors would have just been gobbled up. Or is it? That you know the animals when they tell you to play dead? Cause I'm just laying there asleep. Maybe they just left them. Sprinting past them and go, oh, they're already dead. Forget them. Let's chase those humans running. Maybe that's what it was. 
Then my guys wake up next morning and see the whole village has been massacred. But what happened here? What happened last night? Hey. Hey, guys. Guys. Maybe. Maybe that's how we survived. They were heavy sleepers. But no, I'm a really heavy sleeper. Remember when I was, uh, when I was younger, my, uh, back at my mum's, I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning, go to the toilet. Looked at my sister's bedroom door. Her door is smashed to pieces. I'm talking battered. I'm looking at this door. I was like, what has happened here? So I go to her mum. She's like, mum, what's, what's happened? What's happened to her door? I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, what's happened to my sister's door? It's all smashed to pieces. She said, the, the, the fire brigade were in the house last night. I was like, what are you talking about? She said, yeah, we had to call the fire brigade. They came up the street. Not the sirens on, but the lights were flashing. I was like, what? Because, yeah, neighbours were awake because the lights are so bright. I was like, you what? Yep, then they came in. There's two of them. And they had to use the... The, like the what's it the battering ram to, to smash her door down because the door's stuck I was like no way no no way don't believe you I said like, only wake me up there's like, well I thought you was awake because <laughs> I would have been about 13 at the time so I'd be able to bat myself to be able to run through that door but yeah that is what happened. And I woke, I slept all the way through that. Absolutely nuts. So, yeah. Um, what else? So, I was just, so I was just watching an advert with uh, the lady, you know, the, the model lady who got, who got burnt, but she's still like pretty and stuff. So, yeah. They're just kind of just doing close-ups on her face. And I was just kind of just studying her face. Fair play to have to like, flip in. Acid attacks, man. It's just, oh, so disgusting. Proper disgusting. All right. What else did I talk about before we go on to Dear Deirdre? I mean, there's nothing bigger stuff to happen in the news. But, I mean, that terrorist attack. Um... Yeah, I went Winter Wonderland. That was fun. If you ain't been Winter Wonderland, check it out. It's weird because I'm like, like not drinking, right? I'm, I'm drinking next week. But, um, like, yeah, I just don't drink often anymore. My last drinks were... I can, I can actually, that's, that's how infrequently I drink. I can actually list every, all the drinks I've had. So I drank at the end of Ori Steiner's tour. I had uh, some brandy. That and, and saying it like that gives you the idea of how much I drank. I had some brandy. That literally just I had had a glass of a toast. And I was just topping it up with just lemonades throughout the night. <laughs> it was more like le- brandy flavored lemonade. Is what I was drinking. Um, the before then. Was my wedding. 
Actually, on the honeymoon, I had a few sips of alcohol. I had some weird cocktail that tasted like mouthwash. Um, then my wedding before then. Then my stag before then. Then my mate's wedding in July. So, um, yeah. So what, so what I've realised is when I... Because I'm not really drinking. How much stuff I don't like doing. Like, how much stuff I did to have a drink. Like... Like a party. I used to think, oh, I love parties. I don't. I like drinking. Because <laughs> when I'm not drinking, I don't like being at parties. I'm at parties, I'm like, this is... This this is boring. And I'll dance and I'll, I'll have a good time. I'll... Like, I'll force myself to have a good time, but then... If someone said, would you prefer to have done that or been at home? I would have said, being at home. Whereas before, when I was drinking at parties, would you rather be at home or out here drinking? Like, I want to be out drinking. As that's what made me realise. I, I like drinking. Not, not parties. So with Winter Wonderland, I was like, yeah, we're going to Winter Wonderland, all my mates and stuff. This would be fun. And then as it was approaching, I was like, wait, if I'm not drinking, what am I going for? Because I like mulled wine, mulled cider. I like beers. I was like, fuck. I'm going to be out in the cold for no reason. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Well, I managed to have a pretzel. And then I remembered that I like spending time with my friends as well. I sometimes forget that. I like their company and that's why they're my friends. I know, it's really... You sometimes forget these things. But, um, yeah. But no, that's, that's what I did with my lad. But, um, Pussycat Dolls, they've reunited. You saw that on X Factor. Um, their outfits were, um, something. Well, outfits were nothing, some of them. There was a lot of, a uh, lot on show there for, um, for that pre-watershed, pre-watershed performance. I mean, if you, if you were offended by it, I suggest you watch ITV plus one and then it's past the watershed for you. But, <laughs> tell you what, Fuscat Dolls, aren't they the most pointless group in the world? I know I shouldn't slag other people off in case I ever meet them and have to work with them in the future, but let's, let's just call it Nicole and her backing dancers. It's, uh, you know what I mean? It's the Nicole, Nicole cat dolls. Nicole and Freds. Oh, it's terrible. That's why that Melody girl, she, some of you may not even recognise one of them are missing because it's just another backing dancer. She's missing because she says she's actually a vocalist and she was young when she joined the Pussycat Dolls. So when she first joined, she was like, oh, I'm going to get some vocals. Then she realised, no, she's not. And that only Nicole gets vocals. So she said, well, I'm coming on this re- reunion and we're doing the same songs. That means I'm doing the same thing of just dancing. She doesn't think of herself as a good dancer. But people see her as a dancer. So she's like, no, she'd rather not be a big star. Well, I think she'd want to be a big star, but currently she's not. And she'd rather just crack on with her own solo thing and actually be a vocalist. I'm like, do you know what? Fair play to you. But the rest of them, they're like, we need that money. $50 million. 
Does anything change? Nah, you're still in the shadow of Nicole. If you watch that performance, uh, there is not a close-up on any of the other girls. Nicole's not even singing, so... It's her vocals played on the stereo, and she holds one note at the end, but no lie, she sings about 15 words in this five-minute medley performance of three, of three of their top hits. And it just focuses on her. There's even one point where the girls are dancing in, in shadow. It's only her who has the stage light. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't, my... Could my ego take it? I mean, yeah, I guess I'm getting paid enough. My ego could take it, actually. I've always said if I was in a boy band, I wouldn't mind being the fifth one who's the ugly one. You know? There's always like a fifth one who does no one really cares about. Like, if girls say they fancy him, people are like, really? Him? Yeah, I don't mind that. That I wouldn't mind being that. If, as long as I get my 20%. Or well, actually, it might be about 10% because the lead vocalist is probably the writer as well. So he gets 50% and then we have to split 50% between four of us. So yeah, I don't mind that. But now, bad. It's a... Yeah, it's just... That's just such a pointless band. <laughs> you can replace them with anyone. It's not like Destiny's Child. We take the piss about Beyonce being like the only, the main one, but... To be fair, all the other girls do have lyrics and vocals. Like, postcard dolls, none. Literally none. Anyway, let's go, Deirdre. Dear Deirdre. Passionate affair with my kid's football coach has left my family heartbroken. Oh, no, that's a mess. Oh, that's a mess. That kid can't play in that team anymore. You can't. Think about the other kids as well in the team. My mummy said that your mummy had sex with Coach Rogers. Is that true? Shut up! Um, I did, did. I had a passionate affair with a guy I met through my kid's school while I was a governor. Oh, the power. Governor. <laughs> he helps with football coaching. Um, and he used to play professionally. I ended up, it ended when my younger son found a text from him. Oh no. Younger, youngest, younger son. Okay. My f husband and boys are all heartbroken. This man was separate from his wife, but she was blamed. She has blamed me for everything, even though he has never been faithful. I'm 45. My husband's 47. We've been married for 20 years. Our boys are 17 and 15. Oh, they're not even kids. See, that little role player, they're, like, they're kids. I know they're kids at 17 and 15, but they know about bagging. They're going to be saying just horrible things. We're calling his mum names and stuff. Oh, no. And if the mum's fit, they'll be spudding the coach for banging your mum. Ah. Let's see. But I can't stop thinking about the other man, even though our affair ended six months ago. Jeez. I resigned as governor and we have not seen one another in that time. I replied to him when he texts and we say we still love each other. He's 49 and has been sleeping with another woman since we broke up. 
it eats into me, especially as he says he loves me. But when I get strong and don't text, he makes contact again and I can't resist replying. He probably doesn't trust me because I ended our affair, but he wasn't happy in his marriage and I was. Well, how was he happy in your marriage if she's banging him? What? Nobody knows I'm still in contact with him. A couple of times I have said I was ready to be with him, but he turned around and said he needed time. I know. I don't get it. As he said in the past, he so badly wants us to be together. I don't understand uh, what has changed when he still says he loves me. If I chose my lover, if I choose my lover, I will lose my kids. I can't live without them. Without my life, and my husband is a much better man than my lover. Jesus Christ. What's the point of being a good man? She's just going to leave. Why do I feel like this? My friends and family are beyond shocked at what I did. I have blamed myself more than anyone could. I can't sleep or concentrate. My life is a mess. And I have been side off sick from work. I can't cope with the guilt and pain I have caused. Do you know what? It actually seems like you're genuinely in love with two people here. Yeah? But guess what? The other guy doesn't want you. And... I don't. Your ego's all over the place. Can't accept that he doesn't want you. Just leave it alone, isn't it? So, um... Yeah, I'm not sure you could do that. But you need to leave this guy alone. Stop banging it. You've already ruined your son's lives. If they know, if this, if sons know and the other players know in the team, oh God, you can't turn up to games anymore. Dad turns up to games, everyone's giving those sympathy handshakes. Oh, you right, you right, Alan? That kind of face, everyone all right? Yeah, yeah. Stay strong, mate. <laughs> all right. Let's see what other ones there are. Uh, my oldest friend, uh, dear Deirdre, my best friend has been avoiding me since I had a baby. She didn't even come to my baby shower. Is she avoiding you? Let's see. My oldest friend has become harder and harder to get hold of. We have been friends since we started school and are now 26. For years now, I've only seen, for, for years now, I've only seen her occasionally. She only She's only really interested in work and her dog. She congratulated me when I told her I was pregnant, but didn't ask anything about this or show any interest she no longer gets in touch and it's always down to me i keep texting her but she rarely replies and didn't come to my baby shower in the spring my little boy is now three months old but she didn't reply when i asked if she'd like to meet him i haven't heard from her since i feel upset that i have lost a friend and don't even know why my husband says i shouldn't worry but i can't let it go yeah you see here's the thing blokes we just don't see each other's kids because kids are boring to us. We know that. And as guys, we know that our kid is only interesting to us. <laughs> we just don't have those kind of questions that women have. I think most women I know are like that their mum's waiting to happen. If they don't have kids. Whereas most guys I know are only dads once they become dads and and it's like all oh, right i've got to be a dad now that, that's the thing so 
for women before they've even had kids if other people if their friends are having kids they're interested in that kind of maternal way of, oh my god da, 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 and all these questions because they're thinking about when it's their turn whereas a guy you're like all right so this is the baby yeah all right do you want to hold her and i'm always like oh, it sounds like i'm gonna be a dick if i say no so yeah sure i'll hold her yeah why not <laughs> in my head it's like I'd rather not actually uh, not because not I have everything against your kid just I was happy with my hands being empty now now they're full with the most important thing in your life it's a lot of unnecessary pressure yeah. so I'm just uh, let me know when you want to take your kid back and you can have your kid back okay cool uh, I think it's only when, uh, even like, when people have kids who are teenagers, we're only really interested in them when they start being interested in stuff we're interested in, you know? When that little kid's now interested in football, you're like, oh, you like football? Cool, I like football, we'll talk about that then. Now I'm interested, you're interested in something I'm interested in, we can talk, kid. I'm like, what are you looking at? Oh, like Ben Ted, I don't know if that's still a thing. I said, like, all right, cool. Don't care. <laughs> it's like you're boring, kid. I want to hang out with you. So maybe that's happening with your kid, darling. That's why your husband's like, doesn't matter. Maybe she's just not maternal. Maybe she has no interest. Maybe you just talk about your kid all the time. You don't know. But you're never going to know because you're not going to talk to each other. And sort it out. Um, let's see. Where are Right, let's see, there's a naughty thoughts. I accidentally walked in on my girlfriend's younger sister in the shower and now I can't stop thinking about her. How much younger though? Let's see. I can't stop thinking about my girlfriend's young sister after I accidentally walked in her in the shower. I've been with my girlfriend for 12 years, but the spark is fizzing out. I am 37, she's 35. Her sister, who is 29, so 12 years, you're 37. So you were 25. you got to do the maths. You were 25. Your girlfriend was 23. And the sister was 17. So what I'm predicting here, 17, you're 25. If you're like me, you would have been like, yeah, I guess she's kind of pretty, but uh, you know, she's 17, so whatever. And it's actually, and if she's 17, she may not even be able to really manage herself. That means she's awkward 17. She doesn't really know what styles work for her. She's not that pretty yet. Like she's, you can see there might be something to work with, but, you know, you ain't got your style yet. So you, you haven't seen her like that. Let's see what happens. So her sister who's 29 was once staying, uh, was staying over one night recently. We've always got on well, but now I keep having naughty thoughts. I can't control myself. I'm pleasuring myself thinking of what we could get up to. Jesus. I've even started working out to impress her. I'm walking around in my boxers with an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, I've even started working out to impress her and I walk around in my boxes with an erection just to see if she catches a glimpse and pounces on me. 
Should I have a conversation with her or just walk away? Mate, you watch way too much porn. Just walking around your house with a boner in your boxers. She's probably thinking, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? No, she's not looking at that guy that sexy. Like, no. Maybe some women do. I just don't know many women who would react to that. I don't know many women who see that and be like, yes, hot. They're not, they're not wired like us, man. It's not the visuals. It's not, they're not so primitive. They need, they need their mind stimulated. You need to be saying things to her to get that thing ticking in her head. It's not just walking around with your fucking boner out. <laughs> You're a dude trying to attract another dude with that with that method. No, you'd have to be like talking about so just talking about the stuff she would actually want. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's 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 like because we're not wired the same. You're actually more likely to turn around doing something that you just don't think sexy at all. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, fixing something in the house or just doing something nice for your business would make her go, "Oh, I need someone like that. Oh, I need him." And that's the thing. So as a guy, you you be like, oh, "I'm not gonna... like if you're a good guy. If you're a guy trying to be faithful, you're like, I'm not gonna walk around with my boner out because." That'll make the women fancy me. It's like, no, no, it wouldn't. Like, you talking about all the nice things you do for your partner will make women go, oh, he's so nice. Oh, yeah, he's... And there's like, oh, and he's quite good looking. It's like, it's now, oh. It's like a second thing, you being good looking. So, uh, I mean, not that I'm encouraging you to try and get with your girlfriend's sister, but if you are, you're going about it the wrong way by uh, getting your boner out. Put your wag away. And uh... <laughs> oh dear, let's put put your wag away. Um, so I'm seeing this advert that is. So I should really be doing the podcast to TV on things advert about bullying. It just looked really good. It's like this little girl walking around running away from hyenas. Anyway, so yes, don't try to seduce your uh, your your girlfriend's sister with your boner. It's she's clearly not interested, and it's just going to end badly for you. Uh, this is just a fantasy that's happened in your head. You've never had this before. What, focus on your relationship with your with your girlfriend for twelve years. Like, what do you think is actually going to happen? You're going to bang the sister, and then what? Just carry on with life? No. You're going to bang the sister, get her pregnant, and just blow up everything. Because that you're going to be an arsehole. You should at least be able to walk away from the situation and just leave the carnage there. But you're going to be an arsehole and have to sit in the rubble. So, no. Don't, don't, don't. Right. Um, right what, what else is there? Uh, let's see this one. All right. Love limit. Is it okay to go on casual dates with two girls at the same time? Um, yes. If 
they both know that you're casually dating. Or, like the true man way, you just told the truth. By telling the truth, you've admitted the truth. I never said we were serious. You know, it's one of those ones. Let's see, though. It's okay to go and take two girls at the same time. I'm divorced. I divorced my wife six months ago after I, after I discovered she had been having an affair for a year. I'm 35. I tried dating sites, but with no luck. I started seeing a girl who was already a friend, but she said she wasn't looking for a relationship right now. Boom! You're allowed to date someone else there. I know she did say you could, but I don't. As a guy, when I was single, if you said you weren't looking for anything serious, I'm like, cool. That means I can date around. She's 33. Then out of the blue, I matched with a girl on a dating site. She's 31. We met out for a coffee and she seems really nice. Um, in the meantime, the other girl has messaged again to say she does want to get to know me better. I would never date two girls at the same time. Is it alright to see them both casually to get to know them so that I can make a decision? Um, look, don't... Sweet on. Your particular situation, I would say don't tell them and you should just date them. Date them both. And don't get with any of them because you just got divorced. So no. You're trying to find a replacement for your wife and you're not trying to find someone new on their own merits. Like For me, when I was single, when I wasn't looking for a relationship, I was just dating about all the time. Date on Monday, different girl on Wednesday. We're having a date, it overlaps, I'm dating this person now. And actually, I'm going to have a second date with you and just date and then see where it goes and it fizzles out. That's how I was dating. Then, when I got into the mode of, actually, do you know what? Uh, I want to actually date someone seriously. Yeah? I want to date someone seriously. Changed. I'd be like, okay, I'm only dating one person now. Or I'd date someone and I wasn't dating anyone else. That always happened. So if I'd date someone and I wasn't dating anyone else and I liked how the date went, then I'll just date that one person. But if two people came at the same time, I'm like, hey, I'll date you both then, whatever. And that's how I dated. So, yeah. So for you though, mate, you, you'll just come out of a divorce. So... Yeah, I'd uh, I'd uh, I'd date long. I'd stay out there. Get out there, mate. Actually, one thing I realised I just got a flashback from my wedding of <laughs> of my wife's speech where she said that I um I had to delay our date because I was too busy dating other women. Um, okay, was true. But she also ignored the fact that I cancelled those dates and brought our date forward. See, she, she left that bit out and I only dated her. Anyway. Right, next one. This is the last one. I was about to... Um, I was about to end the pod, but then I just saw this, this headline. So this pod's dragged. Saw this one, I thought, I've got to read this one. All right, big secret, I don't know what to do after I found a gay app on my dad's phone. Oh, no. When my dad, who works abroad a lot, has was home last year, I stumbled across... Last year? Oh, no. 
I stumbled across a gay app on his phone. Uh, my parents have been married for 20 years. I checked his phone again recently and he had added a secret messaging app to it, which he left open. I know I should not have snooped, but I had to try and find some answers. He has various gay apps, which are <laughs> so easy to find that I'm scared somebody else will find them too. I am a boy of 16 and I want to ignore it, but I know that if my mum finds out, she would be devastated and so would my 18-year-old sister. Here, I'm going to break it to you, son. Your mum already knows. <laughs> Do you know what that's all it is? Your mum already knows. She knows that Jeff is not interested in her anymore. All right? This we got to understand as kids. Don't get involved in your parents' shit, all right? Because they're adults. You're not. They're doing adult shit. Even when you're a grown adult yourself, like in your 20s and 30s, and your parents are kicking off each other. You, you're not the middle person. You don't mediate. I know you're an adult now. Nah, but you're not an adult to them. You let them do their shit. And here's the thing. She knows. I'm almost certain she knows. And she do not, Her agreement is, as long as I don't find out, I don't care. And here's you going to come on like, Mum, dad's bubbing or being bubbed. He's gay. Like, I saw, look, here's the pictures. And your mum's doing like, okay, one, uh, I didn't need to know that. Two, why are you so focused on their sexual behaviour? Three, why are these photos now on your phone? He's like, what? <laughs> look, that's all I'm going to say. It's, um, uh, but yeah, but now you see that you feel like you have to say something, right? Oh no, look, um, Dad, lock your phone in it. I'll just stare at him. And I'll just put the app names into sentences. Like, hey, Mum, can you pass me the pepper grinder? And just stare right at my dad. Grinder. Grinder is the only gay app I know. Apparently it was the, um, it was before Tinder. Who knows? That's true, but yeah. But I man. It's weird. Anyway, um, I think that's the end of the pod. Um, but yeah, like, I want to just know, is this kid that actually bothered that his dad's cheating or is he bothered that his dad's gay? Because that's what it seems to be. So I've seen a lot of gay apps. So I don't think you're focused on cheating, which uh, makes you a homophobe. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of the pod. Uh, what's, going, what's going on this week? Um, in Bromley on Tuesday. Don't think I'm gigging any other time this week. Going to the pantomime on on Friday, Saturday. Um. I'm out. I'm out. Out. Go see the horses, and then go see Anthony Joshua and fighting and stuff. So, all right, cool. That's the end of the pod. I'm getting out of here. Got stuff to do this Sunday. This fine Sunday. All right. Peace. Piss off. Get out of here.